You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Made Babe, everyone. We are here today with Michelle Stevens, who is a grad student, badass beauty blogger, and all-around hella beat bitch. Um, She runs The Beauty Graduate, which is a beauty lifestyle blog that focuses on ethical products and fun ways to incorporate trends specifically for people who are on a budget. Hello, like grad students. Michelle, we're so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And oh. you guys can't see her. She looks absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> yes. It's so all that highlight. To give y'all some background for you in the audience, Michelle is actually another one of the faces of the Burgundy Fox uh, brand. So that is how we met. We met on the, set, on the set of the Burgundy Fox shoot about two months ago now. And now we're here because she is totally an honorary member of this community. So we're just going to chat through what it's like to blog and go to grad school at the same time. Because if y'all didn't know, that shit ain't easy. Um, So, Michelle, in your questionnaire, you told us that you just hit a year of blogging and that time management is insane trying to balance the blog with school. How do you ideate and come up with ideas for the blog when you're immersed in such an academic and like brain stressful world during the day? Well, I mean, being a student of literature, I think is inspirational in itself. Um, reading about like female characters and thinking about how you would embody them, I think is a really interesting way to sort of tie my loves together. Um, And, you know, sometimes I just need a break from school, but I still need to feel productive because it's just that grad school mentality of constantly being at work. So blogging is a way for me to still be writing and engaging while sort of stepping back from the materials that I am drawing in. Yes, so on board with that. How do you balance the natural entrepreneurial desire to constantly be ever-present on social with the kind of academic need to shut yourself away from the world to write those papers and get the work done? Do you feel pulled in one direction more than the other in terms of when you're trying to balance your business? Well, yeah, I think the the pull towards social media is strong just because um, being like a blogger and a, a content creator is increasingly competitive. And I mean, some of these girls are, you know, updating their Snapchat 24 seven. So it's definitely a challenge. Um, I've really become 
best friends with the do not disturb function on my phone because sometimes it's just out of sight, out of mind kind of thing where that's sometimes the only way you can kind of focus. I mean, yeah, but there are times where when, you know, if I'm really submersed in something I love, like some of my final projects, you get more leeway so I can, I can engage more because I'm, I'm tailoring my education around my own interests. So then it becomes easier to just kind of set my phone aside and really focus. That's such a good point. Like you're kind of able to marry the two where possible. So that's probably really nice. But I, I mean, I could see you dipping into your beauty content for school. I'm trying to picture an angle where you dip into your school writing for your beauty blog. And I'm not quite sure I see it, but I'm sure there's some kind of angle there where you could totally bring the literary world into your blog content. Yeah. It's like a method of differentiation. That'll be oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so my little marketing brain, when you said that you were struggling to find a way to potentially make blogging a viable income source, my little marketing brain obviously started running a mile a minute with all the different kinds of clubs and sponsorships and partnerships that you could try and work on. Um, are you doing anything right now to monetize your blog in terms of like sidebar ads or you're not even there yet? Um, I've definitely been tossing that idea around, um, but from the financial perspective, um, monetizing on WordPress involves you paying for your domain name. So I'm constantly going back and forth between, you know, is it worth me putting my money into something? You know, I, I always am hesitant to take the leap when it involves spending my money, unless if it's like, you know, a new lipstick that just dropped and then I'm like, add to cart. But, but um, you know, I, I want to make that step. It's just forcing myself one day to just be like, I'm going to buy my domain name and then I'm going to monetize and have ads on my site. So it's a push I need to make for sure. Have you started like sending any kind of pitch emails or like partnership requests to anybody or done any of that research? Or are you still just in the writing space? Um, well, I definitely have started upping my engagement with brands on their social media. Um, one of my favorite indie brands, uh, Beauty Bakery, they're black owned and they're really known for engaging with their followers and not just like the big bloggers with hundreds of thousands of followers. So, um, you know, I have had some blog posts that I've done on their uh, content featured on like their website or shared on their Facebook. Um, so I'm, I'm taking the steps. I think, um, I, I just feel that for me, I want to sort of establish that presence and that relationship before I just, you know, email their PR team about being on a PR or something like that. That makes sense. I, what was the, the, um, brand that you engaged with that you posted their nail polish and they were totally commenting all over your stuff when you shared the nail polish. That's Floss Gloss. I love that brand. They just really, they make uh, really unique colors and colors that are on trend and they do it so much better, I think, than mainstream brands. Obviously there are, you know, OPI and SE. I love those brands, but something about Floss Gloss and their marketing and their visuals, I 
I just, I'm obsessed with this brand. If you look on their Instagram, the shoots they do to promote their new collections are really inspiring. Um, especially when I'm thinking about, you know, looks that I want to try or things that I want to talk about on my blog. You just, I mean, scrolling through their Instagram is like a treasure trove of just like <laughs> these gorgeous images. So I really love their brand and like they're affordable and, you know, they're not full like chemicals that some polishes are so I'm always angling for like the three free or the five free brands as far as like following brands goes do you think well here's a would you rather <laughs> would you would you rather be a big brand like Becca or NYX or L'Oreal um, that has all the dollars in the world behind it and has the freedom to create anything they want but gets lazy in the ideation because they're so free or would you rather be a color pop or some like a lime crime or someone who's more indie and has to fight like blood, sweat, and tears for their marketing ideas? I mean, for me, indie hands down. I um, I featured some indie brands on my blog, and I just I like the creative aspect uh, of that is really important to me. Um, and just I'm because I'm so sort of in tune to all the different clubs that bigger bloggers do they become really controversial in terms of actually pushing a quality product versus just like slapping a blogger with four million subscribers onto their product and just selling it when the product is is kind of shit um <coughs> I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. although her first highlight was really good i'm wearing it today but Subsequent things, or I mean, Too Faced came under fire for their collab with Nikki Tutorials, and I just, and I'm not saying that these bloggers knew ahead of time that this could, you know, put their reputation at risk, but I just, I think that you get more control and more say with indie brands, and I think also indie brands are the companies that are more pushing for like ethics and credibility in the beauty industry more than bigger brands. So being in a space that is so saturated, um, beauty bloggers are a dime a dozen in essence, what is your thought process to make sure you're differentiated or to make sure that your content is interesting or different enough that someone would want to follow you over anyone else? Well, something that frustrates me that I wish more bloggers <laughs> cared about would be like politics and social issues. And I'm not saying that someone's blog or YouTube needs to be like directly engaging with like a political topic. But I think there is a way to be thoughtfully minded when you approach something that is seen as more like trivial or something that people do for like leisure time. So I think that like me in choosing to opt for like cruelty-free brands or brands that, you know, are known to maybe feature more diverse models and spokeswomen in their campaigns is something that does set me apart because I think most beauty bloggers, um, because so many of them are also like straight white women, they're scared to be political. They're scared to sacrifice their brand in order to speak out when they have such a platform to be able to do so. So that's something that's important to me at least. Like certain brands or, you know, certain content creators have come under fire for doing or saying racist things and, just, I would never want to advocate for things like that. And some people are okay still talking about those people and those brands and promoting them. And I think that is what 
does and can set me apart is that, I don't know, this sounds so self-absorbed, but I feel like I, I care more, or at least I'm willing to be open about the things I care about and beauty bloggers, I think really hesitate to share those things. I think that's so true, right? Because it's so easy for something like beauty blogging to stay so surface level and so literally skin deep um, that when you go a little deeper like that, it's easier to be more differentiated. So I'm super curious. You kind of talked about this in your questionnaire, but what's the long-term goal? Like you obviously graduate from Loyola this fall. Um, What do you want to do professionally and what's your long-term goal for the blog? So I really want to get involved in the publishing world for really the same reasons why I would like to have a larger voice or space in the blogging community is because I want to, you know, eventually work my way up. It won't be my first job out of here, that's for sure. But um, in the publishing industry, I want to push for more marginalized voices to be represented. Um, I'm sick of the same, like, teen white dystopian novel you know whether or not they do have relevant political implications or undertones there's there's just this recycling that's happening and you know i want to hear more about you know black and asian and latina girls and i want to hear about you know people that aren't able-bodied i can't remember the last time i read you know a book that had someone not able-bodied in it um just things like that i think are important and i want people to realize that like you don't always have to relate to a character in a book for the book to be good and for the book to have value um i think we sometimes push for that too much at least like as like um a white student in this environment um it's it's not important and you know really for me to see myself because i see myself all the time and I think that it's time for other people who never see themselves to finally be able to have the opportunity to do so. So that's something I really want to push for. I mean, that's like in my personal statement to Loyola, like, you know, I included that. I want to be here because I understand and appreciate Loyola's values. And that's, that's what I value as well. And that's what I want to bring to the professional world. Um, And in terms of the blog, obviously, I would love for that, you know, financially, I would love to start making money from the blog. Um, And I just, I want to grow and I want to expand my content. Um, I really want to start including lifestyle posts too. And um, a post I really want to start doing is like a book of the month, whether it's a book I read for school or any other kind of book. I, I want to sort of marry my interests more tightly and more explicitly obviously writing and writing that's like a given but um to sort of link them a little more is something I would really like to see for my blog in the future I totally like I can see the passion for the beauty and I can I mean I know the passion for the literary side of things because you would not be going through that master's program if you were not passionate (laughs) so and I think I think like your passion and your talent are clear and your platform can be ever evolving. So I'd love to see those two be married because I think then people will follow you for you versus people following you because you're a beauty blogger. And then when you do decide to pivot and go more lifestyle or maybe go the way 
of like a Carly Christman where you're only talking about beauty like once a month, but then oh, you're talking about all those. these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, your people will follow because they're invested in you yeah. and not just the fact that you talk about color pop and lime crime and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be her. amazing. Yeah. And I love Carly. I mean, she's a Chicago girl. Like, she's such an inspiration. I, I've watched her since high school. Like, I love her. Girl, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to toss it over to Lola because she always gets deep and I always love it. Okay. So take it away, girl. awesome I've just been like sitting here and listening to you I think that um although I don't know you like Danny does I can instantly feel inspired by the passion that you have for diversity um and for bringing that into the career fields that you're so passionate about and I think that we all need to take a little bit of diversity and infuse it in what we love and what we want to do because that can only continue to help us all as humanity right um and so that is like the first thing that just super super intrigued me about how passionate you are just over the last um, while that Danny's been talking to you but I want to take it um, kind of a step deeper because I know that um, especially in the beauty world there is just kind of this overall idea that if you're interested in makeup then you obviously don't have anything else really deeper going on right like we're just kind of girls that like makeup and maybe we go out to clubs or maybe we do these things and we're going to social events and that's what we're known for especially like you said like the these um, Jeffree Stars and Manny MUAs and all of these people, that's what they do, right? They go to Cabo and they take pictures and that's it, right? Or they're controversial and it's not really much deeper than that. Um, So I really wanted to talk about how, how do you feel like you could or are taking the step forward to maybe kind of like shatter a little bit of that glass ceiling, like a little bit of that stereotype where just because I love makeup and I love looking fierce when I go out does not mean that there is nothing else going on under this lipstick or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think it, it all started really with the title of my blog. I wanted um, when I first, I remember I had just graduated from undergrad. I had finished early and I was really struggling to find a job. And so that's where, you know, the beauty graduate came in. I was applying to grad school and I was, I, I was thinking about how can I represent myself in a more complete way, just from like the name of a blog or a website. Right. Um, and being in grad school and having those struggles, I think is something that I drive home in my content. I mean, even in the sort of non-content that like liminal space of yeah. um, when I'm not posting, I think, you know, shows that. Um, and yeah. um, I think my writing, um, I really, I, I never want it to feel formal or stuffy. Um, I want it to feel like you're talking to a friend, but I also want you to feel like you're talking to a friend who is articulate and educated and cares about things. And I, I just, I, I always try to slip things into the blog post, like, Hey, like this is, you know, a black owned brand. And like, this is why this is important. Yeah. Just like little hints because um, I'm super outspoken about things, but I also know that that's not like the most effective way to convey things to people. So I, I think that, just sort of by incorporating topics like that slowly into the blog is a way to sort of show people that I'm, I'm more than just someone who loves makeup. And I, 
And that's another reason why I really wanted to branch out into like lifestyle posts and, you know, here's this recipe that inspired me or here's this book that inspired me. And this is why it inspired me this month um, from things that are more related to like the beauty industry. Like, Oh, this scene in this book, like the colors were beautiful. And that made me think of this eye makeup look, or it can be like, you know, I want to learn how to make ethnic food because I want to learn more about, you know, a culture. Yes. So yeah. Pushing the lifestyle is going to be. Yeah. And I think like, like you had mentioned previously talking about, um, introducing more controversial topics, um, into, into this community. Um, I think that that's a great way to do it from the beginning, from the place that you are so that when you have, um, not that you don't already have a platform, but when you hopefully have an even larger platform that, that you already have an audience that wants to engage in this conversation with you. Right. And then that also, um, encourages more people to join that community and to join into that conversation. It's kind of becomes the safe space um, because you know in a lot of the you know some of these beauty people that we have talked about you know if you're in there and you're reading the comments you know that like as soon as something gets mentioned then it's like an automatic war and there can't just be this safe space to talk so I think that you have an awesome opportunity to like you said kind of merge these two topics this um uh, these deeper, deeper issues, and then your love for just, you know, makeup and these <laughs> awesome, um, incredible things. So why don't we go back a little bit further and talk about what first inspired you just in your love for makeup and beauty and these types of things? Because I think a lot of times it is, um, it is kind of looked at as, like I said, this kind of like frivolous thing and that um, you're like hiding something if you're wearing makeup. But I think a lot of women find empowerment in makeup and it doesn't make me feel any less beautiful without it. But I also just really enjoy wearing it, you know, so I'd love to know where your love came from. So honestly, my my history of my makeup obsession is complicated. Um, I was like, the chubby ugly girl in junior high Mm -hmm. um it was a struggle to be like the one girl that didn't have her like little fake you know junior high boyfriend that like usually it's like it's not really a relationship but you know I was never the girl to get like asked to dance at the dance and that definitely um impacted my self-esteem for a while and then I got to high school and I discovered YouTube and the sort of, you know, beauty community at that point was in its like fledgling state. And I just started watching tutorials of girls, honestly, who were doing very like colorful, bold, maybe not like conventionally attractive looks. And I just absolutely fell in love. Um, One of my favorite beauty bloggers in particular, um, her name is Leisha. She goes by X Sparkage and she she's been around forever and ever around forever I love her like I'm getting like chills thinking about it but when she was like I'm gonna do a series based on like Kingdom Hearts characters like me being like the like honestly cliche ugly nerdy girl and seeing the way that she married those two I thought was the coolest thing ever so then I started you know asking my mom like hey you know could you take me to the makeup counter and stuff so for the longest time I had been like, you know, the awkward girl who wasn't allowed to wear makeup. And then I just fell so passionately in love with like the color and the expression and like 
the story and why people like Leisha were putting makeup on their face. And that's just, that's really what sold me. Yeah, I love that. And I, I as well have been watching YouTube, specifically the beauty community, since probably um, early, early high school. And um, there is just, and I feel like it is, it has kind of lost a sense of community um, at this point. And it is very commercialized um, just because of how much money companies put into marketing and brand deals and all of these things. Um, and I think there is such an awesome place for, because there still are so many young women watching these channels and these blogs and um, these social media accounts. And I feel like we have lost a little bit of empowerment um, that was there, like you said, kind of in the beginning of kind of like embracing the differences that we all had with this kind of like frivolous thing, right? But it, it had a deeper meaning and it's kind of lost that now, um, which is why I don't watch nearly as much of it. I still watch some mm -hmm. of the girls that I watched a long time ago and have followed and who have stayed pretty authentic to who they are. Um, but it's, it is kind of sad to see to see that go. And um, I do kind of get concerned about younger girls who don't really have a, a great role model to look up to in that space. Um, and I don't think they're gone. I think they're there, but I do think they're a little harder to find when you, when it's kind of maxed by all of these people who have been more commercially brought up. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I love that conversation. And I, I wanted to also talk a little bit about um, you guys were talking about indie brands a little bit earlier, and I think that any career field that you are in, I think it's so, so important that we reach out to these brands who are kind of the underdog and who are um, really, um, really precise in their um, missions and the meaningful aspects of their companies um, and aren't willing to kind of waver on that just to catch the girl with 40 million subscribers or whatever it is. Um, is there someone um, that you look up to in the space that you think has stayed pretty authentic with the brands that they um, are working with? Or do you think that it's, it's hard to find them? Like I was kind of mentioning. I mean, I, I just think that's such a great space that you can continue to embrace. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of, I, I think in general, indie brands are vastly underrepresented, um, mm -hmm. at least I think more on YouTube than Instagram, because um, I'm so plugged into both. I, I yeah. think people willing to experiment more on Instagram because you see these brands whose products are amazing and the color range is so different from what we would see if just like walking into Sephora. Right. Um, I mean, I think like Leisha X Package is you know, has still maintained some of that kind of, you know, authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, or I love Bunny, Graveyard Girl. She's yes. so, like, she's not afraid to be quirky and weird and, like, she's never fixed her teeth. And she often features, like, interesting indie products. Yes. And, you know, like, when the Rainbow Highlighter trend came out, I remember she did a video on that. And then, like, a couple months later, that same brand, I want to say it was the same brand, came out with like really cool like Halloween themed highlighters that were really different and unconventional and she featured them and she's someone I think who pushes for indie brands because, you know, they're like her, they're not afraid to be yeah. different, so... Those two women, I think, are... And she talks a lot about mental health as well yeah. on her channel, too, which I love. Again, I just feel like sometimes the space can get so closed off. So, mm -hmm. so 
like, that's why I'm so excited when I was like looking at your website and I could just tell that it was a lot deeper. And I think that you deserve so much more. I know that you've talked a lot about, you know, kind of being scared of investing in a domain and, and that kind of thing. And I know you also just have other hopes and dreams, you know, this isn't your only aspiration in life. So I know that that can kind of hold us back sometimes too. And we split our loves up into a couple of different things and you have school going on and everything. But I really do think there is a huge place for um, women who are representing the beauty industry in this way with a much more open mind and a much more um, just deeper, deeper um, approach to, to the community. So, so I was really, really excited when, when you had signed up for the podcast and, and I'm sorry if I've just like gone on and on about that, but it's, it's so <laughs> exciting. And I hope that anyone else who is just as excited about makeup, but also super excited about empowering women can go find you and be inspired by, um, you know, by the content that you share. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's the dream. Yeah. A hundred percent. Danny, do you have anything else? You mean other than I'm obsessed with Michelle? And <laughs> just Me too. Put a sticker in my pocket and take it everywhere. I know. I'm so <laughs> obsessed. It's so cool to see, like, because I remember being in grad school and like working to pay the bills and working on my little side hustle and just like trying to enjoy what that was like, but also feeling so exhausted and so overwhelmed all the time. So yeah. I just. <laughs> I just want you to know that we see you and the writing that you do matters both on both sides and that even on those days when you feel like nobody has seen what you do, I promise you, even if the likes aren't coming, people still see you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys. So tell the audience where they can find you and why they can stalk you and fall in love with you like we did. Okay, so my blog is The Beauty Graduate. If you uh, Google me, I should be the first thing that comes up on WordPress. And the URL is just beautygraduate.wordpress.com. The is not in my URL because someone else stole it. <laughs> and then if you want to find me on Instagram, I am public. Uh, my handle there is mishstevens94, so M-I-C-H. And um, that's really it. I haven't <laughs> totally integrated my Twitter into uh, marketing myself yet. <laughs> um, honestly, if you find me on Instagram, you'll probably like see screenshots from my Twitter of, you know, me tweeting some dumb shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say the blog and my Instagram. And I'm debating on making my Snapchat public soon. So if I do, that'll be announced on my blog. Yes. And y'all, that'll be in the show notes right below the episode. Um, yes. If you want links to follow her. So thank you so much for being on today. It was such a blast. This was so fun. Thank you guys for having me. Like this means so much. And I'm so happy to see you, Danny, and to meet you, Lola. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs>